and welcome to this episode of Unraveling the Veil with your host, Yara Rose, also known as Katie Mosier from the YaraRose.com website. That is Y-A-R-A-R-O-S-E.com. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast episode. I really hope that you are all able to gain one small nugget from each of these episodes. I feel like it's my way of giving back in a way, you know, if there's one small thing that you can hear and that will resonate with you and make you think about your own life or something going on in your life just slightly differently, I feel like it's all worth it. I feel like we're all working together. We're co-creating together. And that's just part of the magic of the journey. So today I'm going to do things a little differently. And by that, I just mean that in the last couple of months, probably actually from the conception of my podcast, I have always felt like if I don't have a whole bunch of material put together or if I don't have a good concept or or theme or some sort of upbeat, positive, well-packaged session, I have just skipped putting one out there because I didn't want to put something out there that wasn't perfect, (laughs) which is kind of funny because nothing's perfect. But I just didn't want to add more stuff to the world when there's already so much there if I didn't feel like it was of a certain caliber. So that being said, as I sat down to create this podcast episode today, I don't have a well thought out idea exactly. It's still coming to me. But I learned last month that part of the reason I was in such a state of overwhelm and stress and burnout was because of more than just my attachment to Misadventure A. It was also because I was suppressing my creative ideas and my intuitive gifts. So I have made a promise to Spirit that I'm going to try on a more regular basis when I get an urge or a nudge or some sort of download that I'm just going to share it. I'm just going to put it out there, whether it's perfect, whether it's all put together in this nice package, or if it's still unraveling as we go, I'm going to put it out there when it's ready to be put out there. I'm not going to keep being the gatekeeper, this type of warden that is requiring it to look a certain way before I pass it on to you. So with that in mind, I'm going to title this episode, Progress, Not Perfection, because I know how important it is to continue to keep making step forward. And I know how sometimes our desire to have the perfect gift or to have the best presentation can keep us from actually putting anything out there or from creating that one thing. And I don't know about you, but I'm really tired of waiting for everything to be perfect. And I feel like sometimes that's when I get really stuck is when I keep waiting for things to get all perfect. And a lot of the cards that I've been getting lately have been about one step at a time. And progress is the best thing because even if it may not turn out as perfectly as you like, at least you learned something. At least you tried. At least you're gaining knowledge along the way. You're moving forward. This week, I have been following the nudges instead of fighting them. And one of the things that Spirit has been guiding me to do each morning is to take a step outside and watch the sunrise for just a little bit. Like, it's literally been 
anywhere from two minutes to the one day was a weekend. So it was like 20 minutes of standing out there and watching dawn break. And any of you that have followed me for any length of time, you know how much I absolutely love sunrises and sunsets. And to me, they always represent this new beginning, this transitionary period where you're changing from one time of day to another. And it's so obvious and it's so defining, so polarizing, whether it's going from the light into the dark or going from the dark into the light. And it always reminds me of Abraham Hicks and how they talk about segment intending, because I feel like it's an obvious way to be like, okay, this is a new time in my life. That was then, this is now. How am I going to go forward in this new segment, in this new day or with this new night? How can I reset my energy and take advantage of this new potential? Each morning that I did this exercise this week, I was so grateful for the opportunity. I was so excited about what this new segment in my life could be because it was full of potential. It could be whatever I wanted it to be. It was a blank slate, and I got to choose how I was going to spend it, how I was going to utilize it. I could stay in the energy of the time before and continue doing the same old same, the same old thing or the same old thing, or I could take it and go completely different directions. It depended on how I wanted to focus and how I wanted to use that focus and how open I wanted to be. So one morning, I use the same meditative technique that I use to connect with spirit. And I asked spirit to help me connect with the actual energy of the morning, with the sunrise itself. And I can't even describe how beautiful and how wonderful and how just packed full of opportunity that moment felt and how that carried over into my day about how there's this huge opportunity for expansion, for growth, for I'm not even sure. You see how I'm struggling? I don't know how to describe this feeling. It's something that you just have to experience for yourself. It's indescribable. It's that new birth that you see on a spring day with all of the green popping through or the baby coming to life or everything wrapped up in one, right? And we have this every single day. We just don't always see it because we're bogged down by our daily activities and our lists of things we need to do or just the plain habitual schedule that we're in. So I was so incredibly grateful that I followed Spirit's nudges and I took time out and it didn't have to be very long. It was just a small amount of time to ground myself in nature and open myself up to the world of possibilities out there. I wanted to share this experience with you for two reasons. First reason I wanted to is because I would encourage any of you that have the ability to take, you know, two to five minutes every morning for a short period of time just to sit in the moment outside, just to experience it and feel it and let go of all your other lists and all your things that you have to do and just be in that moment and see if you can touch this energy and experience it and allow it the opportunity to help you navigate through your day a little more easily. And the second reason I shared it with you is just to show you the beauty and the opportunities that are available when you follow those nudges right when they happen (laughs) instead of trying to hold them back for that perfect moment. You know, 
a theme that I've been experiencing over the last couple of months is I have always been so admiring of people that get these ideas in their heads and then they just go do it. And I think it's because for so long I had so many of these insecurities holding me back. And I've had this perfectionism, this need, this desire to have everything be so perfect to prove myself to the world that I've held myself back from being so many different things because it wasn't right. It wasn't the right time. It wasn't perfect. I couldn't get everything together. Whereas I see my kids and I love them and I admire them. They're awesome. They get an idea and they just go with it. <laughs> like last spring, I wanted to create a children's book and I enrolled in this class. And I was super excited about the class and it was using AI to generate the pictures because I'm not an artist. And I know that that is a skill that I lack. So I was excited about this opportunity to be able to create children's books using AI with these stories that I've had in my head for who knows how long. So I was talking to the kids about it and they got excited about it. And they both went and they wrote like two or three stories a piece while I wrote one. And I didn't even finish it because I would get so frustrated by the AI and how the pictures wouldn't be right and how I needed the same character to look different throughout the whole story and it just wasn't working and I I never got to finish my book which was frustrating to me because I really thought it would be important and it would be fun and it would be exciting to release to the world and yet I couldn't get the pictures right and you know with the children's book pictures are kind of important so I admire people that are willing to just go out there and somehow make things work even if they're not perfect and I am going to try and do that myself. And I know that I've talked about this before. I know I've talked about being a recovering perfectionist. It was, it's just one of those things where it was a defense mechanism. I had been picked on. And one of the ways that I have found to try to eliminate being picked on in the future was to try to only show up in this perfect mindset of doing the best I could with everything I could before I put it out there so there'd be less criticism to go around. But it's really stifling my creativity and it's really impacting my energy. It's it's condensing it. It's making it bogged down. And I don't want to do that anymore. I want to share. And you know, it's interesting because I've really been thinking a lot about creating more content on my YouTube channel that I had started simply to share podcast episodes with as many people as possible. I just want to help as many people as I possibly can by sharing my experiences. So I started looking at like a couple of different astrology readers and just seeing like how that whole process works, how they do things, and to brainstorm and get some different ideas about how I would want things to look in my videos. And it was really interesting because there was this time, there's been a couple times actually this month where I was like, wow, that so-and-so reader really messed that part up or they really got into it deep there and it brought out a lot of emotions. And, you know, the, the past part of me wants to be like, wow, I wouldn't want to do that because, you know this, this, and this. And then people would think I would think less of me or whatever. And then, you know, there's been other ones where they've had their animals on there. And it made me think of how sometimes I have such a hard time creating a podcast episode because we have so much life in our house. I mean, I have a husband, I have two kids, and I have three dogs in the house. We have another dog outside. And we're always just busy doing things and there's always noise and I always get kind of frustrated about it because I'm trying to create this perfect package for you so you can listen to it and not be brought into our chaos. But at the same time, when I would see 
their animals get into the videos and mess this up or do this or distract from the video a little bit. I was like, okay, there was that that ego part of me that was like, oh, that's not good. But then I started thinking about it later. And I was like, okay, so this is a hang up for me. This is something I struggle with because I want this perfect video that doesn't have a dog barking or doesn't have a kid yelling, mom, dad, yada, yada, yada. But then I'm like, okay, so if the alternative was that this person didn't create this video because their cat was in the way. Would that be a better alternative? Did I get something out of the message even with that happening? And if I did, do I feel like that message was important enough that I'd be sad if they would stop doing their videos simply because a cat got in the way? And the answer I came to, I think, was pretty profound for me because every time I truly sat with it. I realized that them putting that content out there, despite their emotions about a particular message, and despite the little interruptions by their animals, was way more important than them not having created anything at all. And I was like, wow, that's huge for me to sit with. Because if that message was so important that I would rather have had them put it out there could I have put in some sort of message out there in the last couple of months that you guys really could have used? It really could have added an extra piece to your puzzle. But because of my standards, I didn't even bother putting anything out there. I apologize for that. And I am going to try to do better. And I guess if it irritates certain people and they can't handle hearing an annoyance that shouldn't be there, then they may not be the people that needed to hear the message. And I'm going to move forward with that because I'm going to keep in mind how I personally benefited from those YouTube readers putting their creative content out there regardless of what was happening. Another thing that I thought about when I was doing my analysis of these YouTube videos was how important it is for me simply to be authentic to who I am and what my gifts are. And I need to stop denying them just because some people may find them unacceptable or hard to understand or comprehend. And I think that despite all of the work that I've done on myself, I do still struggle with putting myself out there a little because I know that the majority of people don't quite understand how I do the things I do and how that all works. And I feel like part of my protective mechanism is to not put myself in a vulnerable position where someone could, again, criticize me. And I need to decide for myself, which is something I know I've talked to you guys about over and over and over again, what's more important, honoring myself as who I am, who I've evolved into, or continuing to downplay who I am to be found socially acceptable to the masses. And I'm finding over and over and over again that it is so much more painful to downplay who I am, to not share myself authentically. And I'm really tired of trying to hold back who I am simply because it's not who everyone else is. And I think it's so crazy that I have talked to you guys about this so many times and I've done so much internal work on myself. And yet I'm still finding out these small ways where it's still impacting me and where it's still causing my own chaos in my life. And I think that part of why I want to share that with you today is because 
I want you to understand that I'm still with you right along this journey. I am still learning and discovering another layer of how my past is impacting my current and future realities and how that just means I have more work to do. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because as long as I know that I have more work to do, I can work on it. If I don't know, then I'm going to keep letting this past impact my future. I always tell you that's the first step in changing anything is being aware of it. So it's kind of funny because going back to my example of watching the sunrises this week, today was the first time that I watched the sunrise and I felt so not full of potential. (laughs) Sorry, that probably doesn't make any sense. So last night, our kids were having a sleepover. So the extra puppies that usually sleep with them were also in our room. And my daughter's puppy is so attached to her that when she's not around, her dog whines all the time, especially at night when she's in her cage, because she's used to sleeping in her cage by my daughter. And she's used to being able to like see her still. When she's sleeping on the floor and can't really see us, she gets really nervous and scared. So we were up a lot last night listening to her whine. And finally at three, I think I was like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm going to bring him outside and then we're going to go sleep on the couch. Maybe I'll get better sleep. So we did that. And then, of course, she's the only one that didn't go both. So then she wakes me up at six running back and forth on the couch because she has to go to the bathroom. And I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Are you kidding me? So I went outside with her and I watched the same sunrise around the same exact time that I had every other day this week. But because of the rough night that I had, it didn't feel as beautiful and as wonderful as it had every other day this week. And it was funny because in that moment where I'm watching it and I'm with these dogs that have kept me up most of the night and then I'm taking another look from the dogs the sunrise and I can step back within myself and see this is the exact same type of sunrise I have watched all week and it has inspired me and lifted me up to great heights and I know that it's no different than any of the other ones but I'm feeling weighed down and I know that the reason I am feeling weighed down is because at this moment of transition, I'm holding on to the energy of the previous night and I'm carrying it forward with me. I'm carrying forward that exhaustion from not getting to sleep as well. I'm carrying forward that anger that this dog can't seem to sleep and this frustration and all of it. And at that very moment, I had the opportunity to choose to bring that energy forward into this new day, or I could sit back, breathe, and release it out and remind myself, there's that same sunrise. This is a transition. I can choose to bring that energy forward and have it impact the rest of my day. Or I can let it go right here, right now. I can offer it up to spirit and I can say, this is a new day. This is a new time. Starting now, I can choose how I'm going to proceed. Am I going to keep focusing on the night that I just had and bring that into my day? Or am I going to focus on this brand new blank slate in front of me and what I'm going to do with it? My choice. And you know what? Sometimes you might be so tired that you carry that night with you and that's going to be okay. 
It's not going to be the greatest day in the world for you. I can tell you that from past experience, but that is your choice. And I think that's so important for all of us to know is it's our choice at what speed we want to move forward. And sometimes you just might not be ready to let that go. Sometimes you might have other things that you need to release or work on before you're able to let that go. And that's fine. That's your journey. And you can go at whatever pace that you want. And I have complete respect and understanding for that. I am always just so grateful when I am presented these opportunities to see that within myself and see where I still need to work and what my next step is on moving forward with this and that and what's holding me back and whether I need to be held back by that or not. So I just wanted to share that as a very obvious, poignant example from my week and how it worked out in my life. Before sitting down to record this podcast episode, I sat with Spirit and I asked them what particular messages they wanted to share with you today. And I drew two different cards. One's an animal oracle and the other is a sacred forest oracle that I'm going to read to you. So I'm going to share those with you, but I'm also wanting to try to experiment with this other thing that I've been debating about. And I have this self-love affirmation deck. For the next couple of episodes, I'm going to ask Spirit which affirmation they want me to end my episode with, and then I will read that to you as well. Let me know if you like that or not, and I will take that into consideration in the future. The first card that they had me draw for you today is from Denise Lynn's The Sacred Forest Oracle. And the card that you got today was the wise woman of the grove, Grace. I was reading this guidebook. There was one section that really popped out at me, and it's not something I normally would read to you. It's something she typically includes as part of her meditative little session that she does for each card. But I feel like it's really important for some of you. So I think there's some of you that are listening today that are really going to resonate with this. I'm going to read the whole thing, but this is the first part that I wouldn't normally read. And it starts like this. The wise woman of the grove steps forward and hands you an intricately carved wooden box. This is my gift to you. Guard it well. With care, you open the box. Inside rests a perfect ruby. It sparkles in the light. This is a joy activator, she says. Hold it to your heart and all around you, in all directions, all beings will relax and find joy in the moment. Joy is the great gift that you can give another. It is a gift of grace. And then the rest of the guidebook says this. When this card chooses you, you are at the advent of a remarkable time of ease, wisdom, healing, joy, and inspiration. Your ability to hear the voices of spirit is rapidly expanding. Spirit guardians are watching over you with immense love and kindness. Being in the state of grace means being blessed by divine forces. Grace can mean having enough inner nobility that even if you know your opinion is absolutely right, you don't push the point. You are willing to drop it, knowing that in the grand scheme of things, it's not that important. Besides, the creator knows the truth of the situation, even if others don't. There are times to be abruptly, starkly honest, but this isn't one of them. Be diplomatic and gracious in your interactions with others. Speak with love and kindness. The spirit of the wise woman of the grove says, you can relax and let go. Your path is guided. Spiritual nobility is growing within you. The spirit of grace is softly unfolding in your life. 
kindly honor the truth of others, even if you don't agree or if you know better. The creator knows the truth. In my personal opinion about this card, when I get this, it reminds me that love is really the best medicine for all. And it always makes me think when I act from a state of needing to be right, am I acting from an authentic state or am I acting from my ego? And I always am acting from my ego because who wants to be right? Ego or spirit? Ego. Ego is the one that cares about being right. Ego is the one that wants to point out when another is wrong. I've been working with spirit for a long time, and they do not take any pleasure in pointing the finger at somebody else and telling them how they're failing or how they're not doing something right or in a certain way. That's not something that spirit takes part in. And that's why when you do react from a state of ego, when you react from that state of needing to be right and needing to prove your point and needing to, it's not even really necessarily needing to prove your point. Or I have to be careful when I say that. It's more the fact that you want to prove that your opinion on something is right over somebody else's and more the part of you wanting to prove them wrong. That's where it's really into your ego and not spirit. That's why when I react from a place of ego in those situations, I always regret it later. In the grand scheme of things, does that really matter? No. And in the grand scheme of things, am I proud of how I handled that situation? <laughs> not when I react from a place of ego. So just something I wanted to add to and take it as you want or leave it. The other card that I drew for you today is from Colette Baron Reads, The Spirit Animal Oracle. And it was number eight, The Bobcat Spirit. Life is a mystery. The Oracle message states, the Bobcat moves furtively and mysteriously. And when Bobcat Spirit appears to you, she brings a powerful reminder that not all things in life can be explained or understood through the power of the intellect. Trying to figure things out, find logical explanations, or predict what will happen based on reason and facts will not provide you with the certainty and comfort you seek. Bobcat asks you to trust in the great mystery and let the secrets of the universe reveal themselves to you. Through direct experience, allow your vision to slip into soft focus and you will see between the lines and observe what has been hidden there all along. Bobcat Spirit helps you to know intimately the pulse of the divine in the world. Trust in the wisdom and revelations that come to you, yet know that understanding may not come as you would like it to. What you experience through your heart and intuition, which comes to you as the voice of your inner knowing, will guide you now as you accept that secrecy is woven into the fabric of existence. No matter what, the appearance of Bobcat Spirit is a sign that you are being called to trust, even when what is revealed does not agree with your need for intellectual certainty. And then the protection message associated with the Bobcat Spirit says, Bobcat Spirit tells you this is not a time to reveal your deepest, most cherished dreams and desires to others, but rather a time to be quiet and gentle with yourself. As truth begins to emerge in your awareness, self-protection is called for. So be discerning, selective, and even secretive, revealing no more than is necessary. People have a way of imposing their opinions on you, so pay attention to whom you surround yourself with at this time. Be watchful and check your own motives, as well as those of others, 
as you keep your secrets to yourself for now, rather than expose them to those who may potentially misunderstand your intentions or may not be supportive. Let your logical mind take a rest as you start to perceive the energy of your environment. Bobcat Spirit wants you to be stealthy and wise and keep your own counsel. Let yourself be a mystery yet to be revealed. I love that. I love that so much because you know how many times people get so excited about a specific project and then they go out there and they tell their friends like, hey, I had this idea and I want to do this and oh my gosh, wouldn't this be great? And then their friend gives them that look like, but what about this? And did you think about how you're going to handle that? And you can just see their excitement about this creative project just dim and disappear. And I think it's really important in any of our lives to be discerning about what you share, when you share, and who you share it with. Because we all have so much potential. Every day has so much potential. And in every single one of you, you can do so many things, limitless things, if you only believe. And sometimes we allow our seeds of creativity, our seeds of growth to be shut out before they even have a chance to grow because we share them a little too soon with somebody that doesn't have the same vision. And everybody in your life has different visions for you. And we don't always know what the other person's journey is. So they may be thinking that they're protecting you or doing it out of a place of love or just maybe even out of a place where they just can't understand how that would work. So by sharing your joy in this project in this moment too soon you could accidentally allow their own belief systems about something interfere with your path of your destiny and it's okay if you do that you'll learn you'll have other opportunities presented to you and you might decide hey you know what i think i'm going to keep that to myself from from this moment you know when it gets a little more momentum and i know that someone's cold blanket being thrown on top of it isn't going to put out my fire, then I'll share. But until then, I'm just going to keep it to myself and just keep moving. And there's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to feel bad about that. It just is what it is. We all are on our own mission. We're all moving forward at our own rates. And we just sometimes need to keep our own inspirations to ourselves for a little bit while they build momentum. The other oracle part is just awesome too. I feel like it's really about, you know, trusting in yourself, trusting in your own community and and just being open to your own intuition and your own nudges and not always having to work with your analytical mind because there's just some things your analytical mind is not going to bridge to. That's part of the fun of playing with the universe, the surrendering your analytical mind, seeing what kind of magic is out there. I've kind of started playing with that. Instead of looking at the world as this dangerous, crazy place, I'm looking at it as, as this open to possibility, potential blank slate that any sort of magic can happen all the time. I've seen it. You've seen it. It's awesome. It's exciting. It's fun to play with. Okay. Anyways, I digress. The message that I drew for you today for your affirmation says, I am one with the very power that created me. This power loves all its creations, including me. On the other side, it says, I am surrounded and filled with infinite wisdom. This is why I love spirit so much. All of these cards have a general theme to it. And I'll let you choose what you think that is for you. But I think they did an amazing job. I hope you enjoyed this episode about progress, not perfection. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I wish you 
the most love, light, and inspiration. With all of my love, Yara Rose.